I'm Chef Carolyn Spence, and you're listening to Ingredient Insiders. This is Ingredient Insiders. I'm John Magazzino. And I'm Andrea Parkins. On each episode of Ingredient Insiders, we will be talking with chefs, authors, and food lovers about their favorite ingredients. We then speak to the producer of that ingredient to learn about its history, how it's made, and why chefs love to use it in their kitchens. Today, we are in Hollywood, California, Los Angeles. All the paparazzi following us, John? I know I couldn't, I I had to wear my sunglasses because of all those camera flash bulbs going off. We're at such a cool place. Well, this is the legendary Chateau Marmont. Am I saying that right? Marmont? Yes, Marmont. Um, This is this ultra-exclusive hotel nestled up in the Hollywood Hills. And we are here talking today with an amazing chef. Chef Carolyn Spence. She is the executive chef of the hotel, and we're going to be talking about Calabrian chili peppers. I am obsessed with Calabrian chili peppers. Yeah. Well, let's just say, well, you and I went to Calabria together just to check out how they're made and where they grow. We're going to be talking with Giampaolo Celli. Giampaolo and his family started a company called Tutto Calabria, and they kind of cornered the market. Mm -hmm on Calabrian chilies. Yeah, they put it on the map in the U.S. You know, and then they started producing our very own Bellaria Calabrian chili pepper line. We have a full line of these amazing Calabrian chili peppers. These are something very near and dear to me because my, you know, the entire, my mother's side of her family came from Calabria. And, you know, I grew up when my grandparents were still alive I would go to their home here in, you know, the New York area and I would eat, you know, these flavors, the Italian food, very different from my father's side of the family, which came from Campania. That was more of like tomato and mozzarella. Mm -hmm. This was much more of a seafood with peppers, not as much... uh, of what we think of today as like Italian American, but there was always this distinct flavor, which I never really thought about much until more recently, these Calabrian chili peppers became very popular in the United States. And as soon as I had that taste again, it brought back many memories of grandma Nancy's house. Wow! And so it's something very near and dear to me. I love Calabrian chili peppers. Absolutely. I remember when we were there, we drove, I guess it was about like an hour outside of Calabria to that church. Yes. And we got to see your family's name. Very emotional for me. Yeah. It was, uh, we were in the town of Acre, which is where my mother's father and mother came from. And his name, I mean, totally unexpected. We just happened to be in this town and his name was on a plaque in the church and Brought back a lot of memories. So I am so excited to talk about Calabrian chili peppers. Um, This is going to be a great episode. Can't wait, John. This episode is in partnership with The Chef's Warehouse and produced by Gotham Production Studios. Today, we are recording from a hotel lobby. Can you believe that, Andrea? But we're not at any hotel lobby. No, this job. doesn't look like a lobby. I just learned from uh, our guest today that we're actually in the lobby. And like, kind of like sacred ground. I almost I feel like it's a living room or a parlor. It's this incredible historic room. I'm looking at these like wood beams on the ceiling. 
and these chandeliers that are hanging in the middle of the room. Kind of gothic-y. Yes, I was going to say gothic and like there's a patina to everything here. Anyhow, we are in Hollywood, in the heart of Hollywood, at the Chateau Marmont Hotel. Am I saying that right? You are. Okay. And we are with Chef Carolyn Spence, who's the executive chef of this hotel. Carolyn, this place is incredible. Yeah, it's beautiful. Very old wood Hollywood, old world Hollywood. You're a Jersey girl, a Jersey, a woman from New Jersey. How did you end up here? I have no idea. Yeah, it's it's crazy. (laughs) It's a crazy place. I mean, tell us a little bit about this place. There is a crazy amount of history here. There's, you know, celebrity and uh, life, death, as we know. Like, tell us about it. Well, the phrase is, if you must misbehave, do it at the Chateau Marmont. Um, But, you know, it's gone through a whole lot of waves over, what, like almost the last hundred years. It was really run down at one point uh, and then lifted up again by, you know, new owners over and over. Uh, And then the current owner just uh, basically invested in it to bring it back up to um, the feeling and vibe and celebration of Hollywood. You know, the opulence of all of it. It's stunning. It's I absolutely mean, you beautiful. can feel the history when you walk in the door. Like I wish if like if the walls could talk, you know, like that saying, I, yeah. I feel like here there would be a lot of talking. What do you think it would say? <laughs> a lot of debauchery. Yeah. Yes. A lot of sin. <laughs> nice. So we're going to talk about an ingredient that for me is very personal and I love. It's personal because my fa- family's from the south of Italy and- you chose Calabrian chili peppers. I was so excited weird. when I got yeah. your email. Like, you gave three, you know, choices or whatever, and I, I, the, I, I texted John in big letters, Calabrian chilies yeah. with the heart emoji. I was so excited. Why did you choose it? Uh, it's funny. Can I curse on this? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Because even when we have it, usually we label it just Calabrian. Fuck yeah. Because it's nice. literally how you feel when you eat it. Yes. It's just yeah. one of those things where it just does this thing, and you're like. Ah, it's so good. Like, it's just, it's like there's an intensity, a smoky, there's the flavor. And it's one of those ingredients, which is kind of like, almost like wine. You know, when you have something and it immediately makes you crave something else with it, like you, it pairs just naturally. So on top of the adrenaline, it really makes you want like a collection of different foods that you can already think about. Like, I just like, okay, I need avocado right now. Or, you know, I need sardines. Mm Mm-hmm anchovies, dry oregano, like something, you know, it just makes you drive right to an ingredient. And that's what thrills me when I eat or drink anything. I like the word adrenaline that you just use, like that it brings that out, like that excitement or um, I don't know, like that zest that, you know, you get, I guess, when you get excited about eating. Yeah, that brings that to you. Certain things like I always find it with Oil, things that are oily almost have a tendency to do that. Like the fat from like f- like seared foie gras kind mm-hmm. of does that thing to you or like duck fat or, um, you know, the sardine oil, all the good olive oils. There's something about those type of things that kind of create this, I don't know, like an endorphin rush or something. Sometimes when you eat the whole Calabrian chili peppers, one thing is I love, they're beautiful just visually when they're whole with the little green stems and tops. But sometimes when I eat them out of a jar... They they can be hot sometimes. Really hot. Yes. Not always. Yeah. Sometimes they're, you know, I think the longer they sit in the jar, maybe they kind of mellow. But I always find myself reaching, and it's almost like a Dorito. You're like, yeah, you can't just have one when you put one in your mouth. And it is that oil and the way it feels and the way it tastes. 
That's so fun. So what kind of stuff? Andrea mentioned eggs. I love Calabria and chili peppers on eggs. I have it every morning on my eggs. Like I'm yes. not yes. like lying or every morning it's on my eggs. How do they find their way onto the menu here at Chateau Marmont? Well, I just got here. <laughs> <laughs> we have to talk about that. So, Just got here meaning in the last two decades. Like, yeah, true, true. I just came back. The bags are not really unpacked yet. So wait, let's go. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's talk about like your journey a little let's bit. Take, you, yeah, let's take a time capsule here. So I mentioned earlier, you grew up in New Jersey. Yeah. Where did you start cooking? Boston. Chris Lessinger. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. And thank God I did. He's amazing. Like that whole experience was the best. But you started out as a advertising journalism major. And then it's in my uh, research... You, Andrea calls it research, but she's actually, I'm actually a, a stalk- stalking. She's, a, she's yeah. a stalker, but go ahead, Andrea. <laughs> no, it said that you had this internship that was like a kind of a pivotal moment for you. Um, well, I was going to school for journalism advertising on a scholarship for, for women's rowing as well. Oh, cool. Um, so it was very intense, but it was also intensely into something that I suddenly decided it was not my future and not what I wanted. And I didn't know what I wanted. But I knew I liked three things. I liked food, I like rock and roll, and I like animals. So I was like, which one do I get into? And I ended up going into food because I thought it was the most versatile. Uh, Everyone has to eat. And there's yeah. a little bit of the rock and roll element. And, in yeah. the world of I'll be cooking. honest, I was a crazy little punk rocker too. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, it kind of fit my lifestyle, like that subversive thing. I could be who I wanted to be instead of wearing, you know, the, the suit and stuff. It just wasn't my thing. It never sure. was. So it kind of just immediately found me and I fit right in and I never looked back. You were in Boston. Then was the next stop New York? Yeah. Then uh, I moved over to New York and started working with Bobby Flay, Mm -hmm. kind of just figuring out where I wanted to cook. And I kind of fell into that and enjoyed it. You know, found a really nice crew there. At one point, it was all women cooking together. It was awesome. Wow. Yeah. It was really unusual, especially in a New York kitchen. Right. Yeah. So it was Bobby, and then you kind of like a lot of like superstars. You were at Blue Smoke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I opened uh, AZ Restaurant, which was Patricia Yo. Sure. Yeah. That was like a crazy three-star bonanza. That was chaotic. Yeah, we opened Blue Smoke, uh, opened Spotted Pig, um, probably a few in there. I can't remember. Yeah. It's been a while. <laughs> but what, so you, and then you came here. Yeah. And what, like, what was that? I mean, that's a big trip. Yeah, I had some guy call me on the phone and tell me he was like, uh, I need a chef for this uh, rock and roll hotel downtown L.A. And I was like, uh, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. right. and, uh, and I was like, it's not downtown L.A., but I've never even been to L.A., you know. So I was like, all right, uh, let's go. I took some interviews and a month later, I'm living in L.A. Wow. Yeah. What year was this? 2006. So you've been here quite a while. Now, you did leave. Yeah, yeah I've been here. I was here about just over nine years. Um, but, you know, it's it's funny because it seems like a long time, but the kitchens have gone through a lot. It was like an electric kitchen and we got to turn into gas and like it's gone through a lot of evolutions. So. so you went to Seattle, right? Yeah, then I moved to Seattle. And what was the, you know, I mean, you opened kind of your own place? No, I uh, went over there. Because uh, I just decided I wanted to go live in a new city and check it out. That's the best way. You know, yeah. Immerse yourself. So I went over there and um, found a place that needed a chef. And it was a Kimpton Hotel. And I went over to work with them. 
Okay. And did a little seafood over there, a few blocks from Pike Market. And uh, did that for a few years. And then I, COVID. Mm. So everyone knows that thing happened. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. So I'm, uh, you know, a year or so that I don't remember anymore. (laughs) You know. And this is a, so the hotel is, I think you guys said about 63 rooms. Mm Mm-hmm. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner here. Yeah, room service. You're doing it all. I yep. get this. Banquets. This is almost like this is obviously not a normal standard hotel. Like this is kind of like I think we should I talk about like, what it is. Like, okay, tell me, Andrea. You know, no, I want you. I, I, oh, I don't know. No, I mean this hotel is. You know, it, it isn't. You know, you come and you you stay for you know a couple of nights. I mean, I guess you could, um, but there are people who have actually lived here for many of years. Um, it. It has housed many of celebrities. I know it was a place for a lot of New York celebrities to come and 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 live or stay when they're doing like stints in or you know filming in in LA. Um, celebrities have died here. Are people asking for like to be served food in their rooms like on a regular basis? Oh yeah, we do room service regular. You know, a lot of studios and stuff uh, will put up those. The, you know, the stars yeah. are whoever it is mm-hmm. for these rooms, too. Nice. But, yeah, there's a lot of long-term stay. But, yeah, they, um, you know, there are kitchens. Uh, Bourdain used to love cooking himself eggs in one of those bungalows all the time, you know. Um, and I think that was the nice thing. Sometimes you don't have to see anybody. You can make the choice. A lot of privacy. Yeah. Yeah. And is the food here, t- t- you know, are you getting a club sandwich here or... You know, or is it, are you coming here and you're having, you know, a special kind of cuisine? Like, do you have to be ready for anything, essentially? Like, if someone wants something, it's like, we're going to make it? I mean, we're in the hospitality industry, sure. right? So we try our best within reason. Yeah. It is a very small kitchen for this space. So, we, you know, you do whatever you can. But yeah, I mean, I would love to put a club sandwich on for lunch soon. But, you know, because... There's something to be said about a really good club sandwich. Absolutely. Especially awesome. when you travel, right? Like when you land, you know, you're like, that's perfect. Like I just landed from a really long flight food, right? So there's yeah. things you need to think about, whether it's a hotel or a restaurant. You still have to have that certain type of hospitable food that, you know, you have to have a burger. It's got to be good. It doesn't have to be challenging. and just be just delicious, you know? Agreed. Yeah. Well, okay. Calabrian chilies. We've talked about, so like... I, I said I put them on my eggs. Um, I also mix them with mayonnaise a lot. I don't know how you feel about mayonnaise. I'm like... Yes. They're great mixed to mayonnaise. It's great mixed with honey. Yes. And a little hit of truffle oil or something. It just sort of a fun little thing. Yeah. You could put it honey like uh, on pizza. Just That's where my mind went when you said that. Like a Calabrian chili honey on mm-hmm. pizza. A little prosciutto. I'm the prosciutto queen, so you can never say, I'll never say no to prosciutto. How else do you like it, John? Uh, I love the simplicity of the Calabrian chili peppers, especially right out of the jar, um, either the puree or even the whole, but just with pasta, just like a simple pasta, a little garlic, olive oil, and then a a tablespoon added to the pan and just toss. I think it takes the food to a whole other place. Mm I've started adding Calabrian chilies to marinara, just like regular marinara sauce. It, it gives it, a, you know, it's almost like an arrabbiata yeah, kind yeah. of spiciness to it. Um, and depending on how much you add, it can be just a very subtle background thing that you don't know is going on, or you can really add some heat to the dish. Yeah, I've done that, and then a big dollop of to fresh me, ricotta. What's, what's interesting about Calabrian chili peppers is 
I grew up, two of my grandparents were born and raised in Calabria. And when I was a young kid, going to those grandparents' house always had this distinctive kind of flavor to the food, which I wasn't aware of at the time. But I just knew that that was my grandma Nancy's house. And then my dad's parents were from the Naples side of Italy, a little further north. And their food was much more of what you know, all of us would associate with like Italian American food, like really great marinara, meatballs and lasagna and, and that kind of thing. But the grandma Nancy food, I as a kid always thought it was a little bit different. Not sure I loved it. But as I got older and Calabrian chili peppers started to become popular, and I'm talking about like 10, not even 15 years ago, I remember tasting them. And this whole thing was like, oh, that tastes like Grandma Nancy's food. Like a nostalgic moment? Y- yeah. And, but I was like, oh, I th- like, and it really was like, I like these. And I was like, that was the flavor of Grandma Nancy's house, which at the time, again, I wasn't familiar or comfortable, but I, I totally recognized that was in so much of her food. Um, so it could have been in any kind of, even like with fish or anything mm-hmm. like that. Or my grandfather used to make homemade like soprasada and I'm sure, I don't know how he was doing it. Like he was taking dried ones or putting it into the He was like curing. Plant. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, real Italian. I didn't know like that. Like curing in the basement. Oh, wow. yeah. Did you grow up? Like, because you kind of came to cooking as a young adult. Mm-hmm. Was food important in your upbringing, in your family? Just catching seafood. Because of Jersey Shore, we yeah. used to have a boat. So that's the one good thing I had was, you know, catch and eat it. So... But on the Calabrian thing, I was talking to my friend who's Sicilian, and I was asking her what she thought, and she said some. She said she uses it in any um, non-cheese-based pastas that she uses. Uh-huh. But she also said something which I always find romantic when people say certain certain things, and she said she likes to scissor it onto pizza. Oh, I like. And I that. was like, oh, I just love the idea of like someone sitting there just yeah. snipping it into the right spots. Yeah, I love that too. Yeah, that's awesome. Do you guys feel that Calabrian chili peppers are a relatively like recent phenomenon in the U.S.? Yes. I mean, I don't. They, it's like they weren't, you know, when you were Bobby Flay, which he used a lot of, you know, peppers and yeah, and I things don't remember Calabrian they weren't really chili around, either. Right? No, it's like, I feel like it's like in the last decade. Yeah. I, who knows where my grandmother was getting them back then? Maybe she had cousins sending them over, but um, you know, there's one brand, Tutto Calabria. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a guy named Paolo in Italy, very small company, but he's kind of like brought the pepper to America and whether we're here in LA or in New York or Chicago, like the Calabrian pepper is ubiquitous on menus today. And I think it's due to Paolo and like Tutto Calabria. Yeah. I don't remember like my grandfather, you know, is, was Sicilian and I don't, I don't remember growing up. He used to take me to this Italian market called Dottillo's in Northeast Philadelphia. And I I mean, I can rem- I can sit here and smell the provolone like hanging and just all the fresh pastas and meats. But I don't remember Calabrian chilies like ever, like it wasn't As even on the rate, like on my radar. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. I wonder like what that, like, was it too, it could, like, was it Tuto Calabria? I, I think so. That's pretty cool. I think he, he, they were here and chefs started to recognize it like Carolyn and, uh, you know, they've they've become something that people just crave and can't get enough of. Where else are you using them in your cooking? Oh, that's a good question. I mean, I just kind of throw them everywhere. Yeah. Because I just like that heat. But the problem is 
not all customers like that heat. It can yeah. be a bit much. But, you know, if I'm putting it into like, because I think the intensity and the beauty of it is that it does something to the oils that, that it's in. And mm-hmm. it makes the oil itself magic. So you can literally just finish with a drop of that and it goes so far too. But if you're making like, you know, even like a Greek meatball or something, you need that little bit of leveling. You just add it right in and it's it's like gorgeous. And then, yeah, you can't even tell what it is. You just know that there's something that, that's hitting and then you're going to have it again some other some other place. You're going to be like, you know, it reminds me of something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's definitely like a complexity of flavors. It's not just heat. No. It's not just smoke. But you mentioned those, you know, two things. It's like, I love to take chicken, just cut up chicken, and toss it with a puree of Calabrian chili peppers and a little bit of oil and salt, and then just bake it in the oven. It's the most simple thing, but it does. It creates this, like, kind of flavor that is unique and amazing. I think it hits all the notes. Like, I do think there's some sweetness from, like, from the pepper. Um, There's heat. There's, you know, they they sit in these vats, right? For we saw those, mm-hmm. John, and they're they're in the, this old like barn, and they have these enormous vats where they sit and they kind of cure. So there is like a little acidity there, um, and then like this richness. So I think it like hits a lot of different notes on your palate, which is why it's so exciting, or at least for me. I mm-hmm. think humans crave the like, you know, they talk about like eating peppers, and there's an endorphin relief. A release adrenaline um yeah you know, and, and you know when we talk about like the craze of like hot sauces mm-hmm. and salsas and things like that i feel like again if you go back a decade maybe i was probably putting tabasco or different types of hot sauces on things now for me it's kind of shifted to again i was thinking as soon as you said you know late at night like if i'm gonna have a slice of pizza late at night and i'm home and i'm reheating something or whatever mm-hmm. i will throw an egregious amount of Calabrian chili pepper puree on there and just bite into it. (laughs) And it's adding heat, but it's like adding this flavor that I love. But I wonder if I'm also, because it's, I know I'm going to kind of get this like endorphin effect. Like a little high almost. Is that true? I don't know. I think it is. What do you think? I mean, it's a good way to make something mediocre. Fantastic. Right, it just elevates it. It's so true. It's an easy way to elevate a dish. As long as you like... A little bit of spice and heat. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't agree more. It just add, It's the simplest way to add a complexity to a dish. You were here for nine plus years. You left and now you're back. Mm-hmm. Are you approaching it differently? Or like the menu, the experience? Like are you coming in with new perspective? Always. Always, yes, of course. I mean, you know, seven years away, seven years cooking somewhere else. But, you know, you still, you age, you grow. I still think... Your palates change as you get older. Everything changes. Your perspective changes. After this couple of years, your mm-hmm. perspective changes. Absolutely. And you have to think psychologically, what are people looking for all the time? Do they want to be challenged? Do they want something comforting and just good? Uh, where are you going? You know, what do we want to do here? What's the goal? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it's like, I'm always trying to elevate and learn and evolve and try new things and see what works. But, you know, the data tells me, you know, like, Who's buying what and what's got them, you know, you have to follow that as well. Are there staples on the menu that have been here for X years that like this will never come off? Bolognese. Really? Oh, yeah. Is there a secret? Maybe. Yeah. (laughs) I I mean. (laughs) You're always looking for the secrets, Andrea. I am. I want to know. Get your little notepad out. What's going on there? (laughs) 
All right, it's I'm just ready. tried and true. It's just like, <laughs> <laughs> but it has been here forever. And uh, it's just one of those things where it would be weird if it was gone. You yeah. Because uh, sometimes it's another one of those comfort foods where you can, you know, if you land, you can get, you know, a mm-hmm. bowl of bolognese here. You know what's really good with bolognese? Calabria. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to whisper that. You can shout it out. <laughs> Say it loud. Calabria and chilies. Um, <laughs> so we ask every guest Uh-oh. the same question. What are the five pantry staples you cannot live without? Or that we could, if I open your pantry at home, I, at home what would I see? Hmm. I would say uh, sardines. Okay. Calabrian chili. Mm-hmm. Good olive oil, fleur de sel or Maldon salt, mm-hmm. and olives. Olives, great Castle answer. Oh, yes. Love them. Like I, they're, they're having a moment too. They're all right? things like, that uh, make something mediocre better. Couldn't agree more. Well, this has been awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for inviting us into this special. I'm going to call it an enclave. <laughs> the the to call it the lobby is an injustice. But this might be one of the most beautiful settings that we've ever recorded in. Yeah, for nice. sure. So thank you. We are at Excellent. Chateau Marmont in Hollywood. Thanks again, Chef Thank Carolyn. you. Thank you. Good talk. Well, we are so pumped up today because we have two amazing guests with us, Andrea. Not just one today, two. And they're both from Italy. Yep. One is sitting right next to me to my right, the amazing Herman. Herman Casati from Florence. Herman, who's been with the Chef's Warehouse for what, Herman? Forever. 25 years. 25 years at the Chef's Warehouse. He's one of our sales reps in Manhattan. He is uh, the person who goes out and brings in all of this great Italian flair (laughs) to the Chef's Warehouse. And then joining us live from Calabria is Gianpaolo Celli the founder of Tutto Calabria. And if you don't know what Tutto Calabria is, you've been living in a closet mm-hmm. the last couple of years or under a rock or something because Gianpaolo is the maker of the most amazing Calabrian chili peppers and products that use Calabrian chilies in all of in Italy. Production. So welcome, Herman. Welcome, Gianpaolo. We are so excited here. Absolutely. Thank Thanks welcome for being for- here. So tell us a little bit, Gianpaolo, about Tutto Calabria. How did the company start? When did it start? The, our company started uh, in 1970 uh, with, uh, with my, my father, my dad started the, this, this, this company. We and uh, I and my sister, Irene and uh, Fiorella, my sisters, um, continuing to, to, to produce to go ahead with, with this, uh, this uh, idea from um, my, my father because uh, he um, passed, uh, unfortunately passed uh, in, uh, in uh, age, uh, young age. Okay. And then, uh, uh, yes. And then um, uh, now in uh, how we, uh, Try to 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 go ahead with the, this idea for 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 now for for 
per far conoscere secondo for now the, the chili pepper Calabrian chili pepper uh, in Italy and also in the in the yeah. To let them know the, the products, the, the chili pepper, all over the world and in Italy. So kind of keeping his father's memory alive. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. That's so nice. And unfortunately, yeah. he passed away when he was young. So how did your father get into this business? I mean, I know that the, the weather in Calabria uh, is why these these peppers thrive. But, you know, how did your father start, get into it? No, um, ti stava chiedendo come è iniziato tuo padre e come mai ha avuto l'idea ah, okay. perché il tempo è, insomma eh, my father started because uh, my grandfather uh, was uh, um, a farmer no? farmer and a little farmer and uh, grow to chili in, in our area and the, the, our chili is Particularly climate weather is is very good to to grow this chili, and uh, this uh, start this uh, um, this uh, chili is the 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 taste is is very good for for to to especially to preserve the chili in oil or in a, in a vinegar everywhere. And uh, this is very important for uh, for our for the idea uh, to for my my dad, no? For for start this this uh, this um, uh, for start this product Calabrian Calabrian chili. This is very important to because we we try to have uh, to to have uh, another type of the chili but this is uh, no no possible no compared with with calabrian chili calabrian chili the the weather and uh, everything is very good to have this this type of uh, this type of the um, the taste but uh, we also have uh, uh, the family recipe the family recipe is start start with uh, we when we grow the chili we uh, make it in the, in the in the um, uh, in the brine, this brine is uh, is the family recipe. It's very important to have this type of the brine to start the, and the, and the, for the final taste of the chili. Herman, okay. let's talk about the history of the company. You know, we'd love to know, Andrew and I would love to know more about the history and how the company started. Yes, uh, Paolo Giampaolo, uh, raccontami un attimino in breve la storia della tua ditta, de come tuo padre di nuovo uh, e come mai il clima è, 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 è migliore per, per questa produzione di, dei vostri uh, cal cili calabresi? Eh, il, allora, la, il clima calabrese diciamo, i, rimane un clima adatto alla crescita del, del peperoncino e, che, che viene, viene coltivato in, in in diversi posti della Calabria. E quindi diciamo c'è una tradizione che è centenaria per quanto riguarda il peperoncino in Calabria, è una, una tradizione che viene da, da, da centinaia di anni, in modo tale, perché proprio per questo clima eh, che è adatto per la crescita del peperoncino. Giampaolo, uh, nasce... eh, traduco sì. un attimo, so Giampaolo is telling me then the 
the the microclimate, the weather is so perfect for for this uh, kind of uh, <clears throat> Calabrian chili, and uh, that's make a big difference. It's probably also more you know, stronger intensity. than regular. The intensity is definitely. And his father started. Actually, the grandfather was a farmer, and then his father uh, had this idea because the product is so much superior than any other chili in Italy. They try to other chilies, but they, they, this is so much better. I'm curious as how they decided to start doing business in the United States. Um, Giampaolo, come avete deciso di fare business qui in America? Chi ha deciso? Tuo padre? Tu? Abbiamo, de abbiamo deciso, uh, sì, uh, c'era ancora mio padre, uh, lui già aveva un'idea di, di fare conoscere anche il prodotto anche fuori dall'Italia e, e quindi abbiamo avuto un'opportunità di partecipare a delle fiere come il Fancy Food di San Francisco o di New York sì. e, e da lì è partita la nostra ecco. avventura negli Stati Uniti. Tra, traduco un attimo. So the father, okay. was, the father was still alive. Uh, he was very proud of this chili pepper, so he wanted really present it to the world. The United States was uh, the perfect conduit for, for you know, this product. They went to the Fancy Food show and other shows in the United States and, uh, and the rest is history. It seems like they're very popular in the last couple of years. What was it like when they first started and why do they attribute that they're so popular today? So Giampaolo mi stanno chiedendo come mai negli ultimi due o tre anni sembra che siano molto più popolari, il prodotto molto più popolare di quello uh, del passato. Insomma, c'è una ragione secondo te? Noi abbiamo cercato di, di distribuire il prodotto, di farlo conoscere, poi i, ci sono state delle recensioni di, di, di alcuni chef famosi che anche, anche voi conoscete, insomma, come, come Bobby Flay o Giada De Laurentiis, eh, o, dove, che usano il nostro prodotto, che hanno fatto della, una pubblicità sul nostro prodotto e sul, nostro, sul marchio Tutto Calabria, perché hanno trovato un prodotto di, di, una, di una qualità e di un, e di un gusto differente rispetto a, 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 al resto, non, non dico al resto d'Italia, de, del sì, mondo, sì. insomma. Perfetto, ora traduco. So, basically, uh, there have been a few chefs that were instrumental, like Bobby Flay, Giada De Laurentiis, to, um, you know, advertise this like incredible spread product, spread the word. They were because cooking with them on television. Absolutely. And, and they, they, the quality is so different than any other chili peppers. And they, then they were blown, blown away about the quality and the, the flavor. And yeah, I've never tasted anything like a Calabrian chili. It's, it's different. It is different. It is different. It's much more pungent. It's much more spicy. And uh, I don't know if I can say this little story. When I was uh, 17, 18, i went to Calabria with a bunch of friends from Florence, so very different region. So you grew up in Tuscany. I grew up in Tuscany, in yeah. Florence, right? And uh, Calabria is like uh, about seven hours, six, seven hours uh, driving. So you're south. taking a little road it was, trip with it was your buddies? A, yeah, we are like, talking about 79, 78. So it was a big deal for us. We are young guys, we go there, and I always, I always say, oh, I like spicy food but I didn't know about the Calabrian yeah. chili peppers. So we go in this restaurant and they give us a very simple penne with pomodoro sauce and this Calabrian chili, it was my first time, the first time I really, 
you know, experience. And I remember I couldn't finish it. And I, I felt so, you know, so <laughs> bad. And I had yes. only one friend of uh, one friend of us, only one. Then he was going around the table to finish for everybody because <laughs> he loved it. I don't know. He had uh, an incredible <laughs> resistance to spicy. And I, I always like spicy food, but there's something special about Absolutely. this. Absolutely. I find that it's the type of spice. I put it on everything. I put it on my eggs in the morning. I put it on pasta. Yeah. Um, I've used it to make salad dressings. I've used it to make spreads for sandwiches. Yep. You name it, I've done it with Calabrian chili. I find it almost to be addictive. Like I, It's hot and it's burning my mouth, but I want more and I want more. And I absolutely love it. Well, they say there's an endorphin release when you yeah. eat peppers. And I agree. I think it is addictive, and I'd use it exactly how you just described it. I love to rub it onto chicken, oh. put it in the oven. You know, John Paulo Armand is talking about you know how, how they grow in the fields, and I'm just curious about the growing season for Calabrian chilies when they begin planting, when they start to harvest. Is it you know I think about my trips to Italy and the the tomato harvest is once a year. Is the chili season the same way? Great question. Yeah, great question. Let me let me ask John Paulo. Gian Paolo, um, sì. praticamente puoi spiegare in, uh, dal, dall'inizio alla fine come funziona uh, l'harvesting, la, praticamente da quando lo pianti il prodotto a quando lo, poi lo raccogli, insomma, tutta, tutta il, tutto il procedimento. Ok, okay il prodotto viene, viene piantato con delle... Si fanno prima dai semi, nascono queste piccole piantine che vengono coltivate in, in delle apposite serre. Poi dopo da là vengono prelevate le piantine e vengono portate nei campi. Nei campi vengono coltivate nell'aria aperta. Questo nel, nel mese di marzo-aprile cominciamo a fare sì. questa coltivazione. Anche, però prosegue anche dopo, anche nei, nel mese di giugno e luglio. Dopo luglio non si può più fare questa coltivazione perché poi dopo non avrebbe più il tempo per crescere. E quindi il prodotto che viene coltivato a marzo viene raccolto ad agosto, quello che viene coltivato a giugno viene raccolto a novembre. Questa è la. Sì. È, 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 però il, il lasso di tempo dalla, dal, dal primo, dal primo, diciamo. Eh, dalla prima coltivazione? Dalla, dalla prima volta che vengono. Sì dalla prima coltivazione all'ultimo raccolto e parte da, da, da marzo a novembre. Va bene, ora spiego. Non so se... Sì, ora spiego tutto. Sì. So, basically, uh, they're gonna start around March, right, with the little seeds, with they the put planting, the, the planting, yeah. they're gonna go be in a greenhouse for a couple months and then they're gonna... So, whatever they plant on March, they usually get in August, If whatever they plant in uh, April, May, they're gonna get in uh, November. So, basically, it's from March To November yeah. is they all you know they, they have yes, yes. so it's a long process sure it's not like yeah and what's the process Herman after they pull the peppers off the plant do they immediately go into any kind of drying okay. or do they immediately go into brine Giampaolo yeah Giampaolo si praticamente hai capito quello sta chiedendo no come come funziona dopo after the grow the chili from the plant, no, it's correct. We put the chili in a, in the brine. It's very important to have the right brine. And uh, we have, we change the brine after one month because the first brine is for all, just for fermentation and the second brine for preservation. 
uh, it's very important to the the first it's very very important because in this in this period uh, the the chili is a the process fermentation process it's very important to have the right fermentation to have the 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 right preserve in in the future and they also for the taste this is very important and then we have the the family receipt for this brine for the first brine and the second brine we have the the family receipt on this is a just little secret segreto <laughs> but it's, so it's so it's from, not from, just from to, not just salt and water. Non è solamente sale e acqua, insomma, no? Mi immagino. No, um, we, 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 we put also the vinegar, water and the salt, Got but it. uh, it's very important to have the, the right uh, like the ratio. And also, and also the right uh, method. Method? Method. 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 Metodo, yeah. metodo, il giusto metodo, no? Come, come fare questa cosa. Herman, how long do questa the... procedimento. How long do the peppers ferment? You know, when, you know, after they, you know, are in the brine, when yeah. can people begin yeah. to eat them? Che Giampaolo, qua, quando eh, metti questi pro, prodotto nel brine, quanto ci vuole nel questa salamoia, come la chiami, quanto ci vuole poi per... Eh, sì. Quanto ci vuole per finire, per, per il prodotto finito? Ci vuole eh, minimum 30, 30, 30, giusto? 30, 30 giorni? Yeah, you got 30, it. 30, 30 days, 30 days is giusto? Mese, 30, no? mese, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, but minimum 30. 30 is good. Yeah, but you shouldn't oh. say too many secrets, right? So yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize this was a fermented food. I always I just thought either. it was a pickled product. Right. I thought it was just an oil. Brian and oil. And so that's really interesting. Well, and, and I, to, I, to, I to admit ignorance too. I didn't know yeah. <laughs> myself. That's awesome. And so they go from the brine and then into oil. Yeah. So, che Giampaolo, dalla salamoia cosa metti nell'olio? No. No, no. Before to to put the the chili in in brine in in oil, we we needed to to have another process. This process is for desalation. This is very important. So take some of the salt out. Okay. If you if you put the yes, it's very salty, and we we need to the the, the salt the the product, and after the salt, also for the salt we use the the family receipt. Water. <laughs> it's a, oh. not just water. We we just have have the the uh, spices, no? The just just to have the 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 taste the for for the Calabrian chili. But no, everything is is natural natural ingredient. Uh, just because we have uh, the analysis for our product you know, every day and. Uh, and uh, this is very important to have the the quality quality and also guarantee for all of the people this is uh, the all natural product yes this is a consistent product every single time i i mean i'm kind of i had no idea that this was how you know these were made um 
And now I'm hungry. Yeah. I want to go eat some. But this has been amazing, John Paulo. We really appreciate your time. Um, You're an amazing partner to Chef's Warehouse. And if you are looking for any type of Calabrian chili product, you can find it at chefswarehouse.com. Thank, thank you. you so much. Grazie mille. Grazie, Paolo. Grazie. 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 Thank you, Herman. Grazie. Grazie, Grazie Paolo. Grazie. We also, we, we proud to, to produce the, our product for Chef Warehouse, and uh, we hope to every day grow the, our business and uh, every day for, for uh, the quality also, the Calabrian chili to know the more, more people, no? For, for more people uh, sure. in, the, in the U.S. and uh, we appreciate uh, everything you do for us. We'll see you soon at Fancy Food. <laughs> Ciao. 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 Grazie. Ciao. Grazie mille. Thanks for listening to this episode of Ingredient Insiders. Follow us on Instagram at Ingredient Insiders. You can find the products we discussed on today's episode at chefswarehouse.com or at your favorite specialty retailer.